0: Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love
1: God, love people and lead in life. Enjoy the message.
0: Y'all be seated, y'all be seated. Okay, let's stand. No, I'm just kidding. Good morning, my city. Woo. It is so good to be welcomed home. This is home. Actually, it's not. I live in Sanibel, Florida. That's home. But you know, I walk into a room with you people. You're my brothers and sisters. You're my sons and daughters. This is home. This is family. Three and a half years ago, almost four, impartation happened. Lord moved me from LifeGate. Great church, in he said, I'm giving you a new assignment. I'm sending you to the city. We sold our big house in Elkhorn. We went downtown. We bought a condo. I sold my car. I walked to work. Living an urban life. And he says, now you're going to go visit this church we call my city. First Sunday there, we walk out to the car. What the? World? No. We walk out to our car. And we sit down. And my wife turns to me and she goes, the Lord's calling us to be moms and dads here and an impartation happened yes I have a father's heart we have six kids nine grandkids it's hard not to please donate no I'm just kidding (laughs) Jerry's kids come on Kevin James is in the house (laughs) sorry that's for pastor Andrea The first time I walked in my city, she goes, oh my gosh, Kevin James is here. (laughs) And those of you who do not know me, I won't be here next week. So you can just enjoy me for a brief minute. I really hope to be a blessing to y'all. But more than that, I really hope that God speaks to you. Yes, this is Commissioning Sunday. What an honor. What a privilege. In a moment, we're going to commission Pastor Kelly, Pastor Eli. New lead pastors. But it's no coincidence. Here we are family style at the HQ on our turf. No coincidence. Family in this room. Because where'd y'all move? (laughs) I guess it's my walking around. Because you're pastors to the family. You're a great of. You love her as Christ loves church. You reflect the beauty of creation in your home. You're a blessed family. We're honored. So we found out yesterday, it's probably about five ish o'clock. There's no power at Westside Middle School. What? Thank goodness we're all Gumbies. We can be flexible, we can just shift. Pivot, 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 and uh, (laughs) love my friends. No coincidence. They have no power. Let me tell you, there's power here at HQ. There's power of the presence of God. There's power of the Holy Spirit here available to you to encounter you, to meet with you, to transform lives. He's the great exchanging God. He'll take your brokenness, your barrenness, your hurts, your hopelessness, and he'll take it and he'll give you back healing, wholeness, hope. It's what he does. Do it again, God. we just say it. It's not enough unless you come. Would you meet us here today? He's, he's meeting us. So he gave me a word a couple months ago. You know, the board's praying. We're fasting for months. God, make it clear who's going to be my city church's new lead pastors. We'd we'd have a prayer meeting every Monday night. I'd zoom in from Florida. We'd seek the face of God. God made it clear. 100% 100% clear it was unanimous that it was to be you so God gives me a word it's about David the life of David the anointing on David the call of David to king and then uh, all of a sudden he shifts it this morning I don't know what you're getting but um, let's put a verse up here it's Ephesians 2.10 let me ask you this do you believe what God says about you? You ever get a word from God, someone comes up to you, God gave me a dream, God gave me this for you, let me give you this. Do you doubt it? Do you disown it? Do you just put it off now, that's not God? Or do you believe it? Do you receive it? Do you live it out? Do you believe what God says about you? You know, more often, sadly, So quickly, we believe the lie our enemy gives us. You're not good enough. You're disqualified. You're too short. You're too tall. You're too heavy. You're too thin. You're too poor. You're too stupid. He disqualifies us for it. And we buy it. We don't argue it. We don't doubt it. What are you saying? I'm too short. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Come on what are you saying i'm too stocky what are you saying so here i got a word for you from god god says sons daughters you're my magnum opus what magnum doofus what you're my magnum opus you are out of all creation the most significant most beautiful. You're priceless. You're my masterpiece. What? That's what he says about you. You know, recently my wife and I, we moved to the suffering land of Florida, Sanibel Island. (laughs) We see the beauty of creation like I, Omaha's beautiful and God keep Omaha beautiful. But Sanibel Island, you wake up in the mornings, you begin walking the beach, you see the sunrise over Naples, you see these colors that I don't see because I'm colorblind. But you see all of this. And you're like, oh God. And he goes, I did this for you. He paints the sky. Go to the other end of the island and you watch the sunset. Donovan Steph, you guys were there with us. He paints these oranges and pinks and reds and violets and you watch the sunset and you're like that's the most beautiful thing that's the magnum opus you know the sunset he goes no it isn't because it's you you see god created everything in six days seventh day he rested as an example we're to have a day of rest church listen to that he creates everything, and everything he's creating, he speaks into his existence. Let there be light. There's light. Day one, day two, day three, he gets to day six. He's created the land animals. He's created the sea creatures, the creepy creatures. Why did you create the snakes, God? <laughs> There's purpose to it all. He creates everything, and then what he does, he's he begins to create man and out of all creation it's the only thing he's touched in his creation man and woman are the only things God puts his hands on and begins to shape and fashion and you're like what what are you talking about because Adam was first and well you know he still had to touch Adam to get that rib to create the woman and then he brought her to man Man and women created in the image of God, but the difference is we're created by his hands. And he says, get this. You're my masterpiece. It's right here, Ephesians 2:10. For we, that's you and me, we are his workmanship. This verse, this translation, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Why? So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Wow. You know, when I was 25 years old, I was just a youth pastor at the time. I'm reading through the book of Ephesians. I come across this verse and just as masterpiece is bold here. In the version I was reading, it said workmanship. Kind of an odd word. And it was It was almost glowing and it's the first time i pull out my strong's concordance it's the kind of the dictionary to the bible and you'll hear pastors preach and oh in the hebrew this word is x and in the greek it's this well in the book of ephesians the original writings were all in greek and so i go and i look up that word and it says poema p-o-e-m-a and it's where you get the english word poem And in that moment, God goes, Jerry, you're my poem. You're my love sonnet. That's not just for me. That's for you all because it says we. Church, you got to get this. God sat in heaven, stood in heaven, began imagining you. God dreamt you. God thought of you. You know, you might think I was conceived by mom and dad, but before that, you were actually conceived in the heart and mind of God Almighty. He thought of you first, and he saw your whole life lived out, and he's like, whoa, I cannot wait for her to live because she's an amazing girl. Masterpiece. And he wrote your life out, and he says, I want you to live it. Created ago my wife and i we were in italy we walk into uh this sistine chapel it's right there in vatican city some of the most amazing artwork tapestry of masterpieces and there in the middle is the magnum opus of all art to me it's the creation of adam michelangelo's work of art painted laying on his back it's where you see god as you know the Old, wise, white-haired, white-bearded, magnificent. And then he's got this amazing sculpted, beautiful man. And God's got his hand pointed out, and Adam has his pointed out, and they're gonna touch because he's gonna give Adam life. Michelangelo's magnum opus, it's amazing. God did better. God made you. And he made you for good things. I remember being in the 10th grade, struggling, questioning, what in the world am I here for? What is my life about? Why am I even here on planet Earth? I pull out my journal in study hall and I actually wrote that down. Question, why am I here? Many of you in this room today, you question your purpose. Is this what life's about? I'm to go through this. I'm to lose this job. I'm to have a crappy marriage. I'm to have disobedient kids. I'm to be poor. I'm to all of this struggle. Is that what life's about? What in the world am I here for? Is this all you got for me, God? He goes, I made you for good things. Makes no mistakes. Makes no accidents. Psalm 139, 14. Y'all have that. Thank you. You formed my inner parts. When you were in your mother's womb, God's hands were there forming you, shaping you, giving you your Strengths. Some of you are encouragers. Some of you are motivators. Some of you are teachers. Some of you are are gifted with mercy. He picked all this and he put it in there. He says, I'm shaping you. And then he gave you your heart, all of your passions, the things you like, the things you don't like. How many of you love chocolate? Those of you not raising your hand, we have a deliverance session in a minute. Love chocolate. He gave you the passions. You love dogs, you hate cats, all that. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Then he gave you your abilities. Some of you are artistic. Some of you are athletic. He gave you nurturing hearts. He gave you your personality. How many extroverts do we have? Uh, extroverts are like, yeah, it's me. Come on. How many introverts? <laughs> My wife and I, were the interesting brand. We're extroverted introverts. We get recharged just getting alone. We need our alone time. He picked that out. He picked your hair color, eye color, skin color. Shaped you with purpose, with intent. No mistake, no accidents. He picked your gender, he picked your race, and he saw it all lived out. All the days of your life written, he knows the beginning and the end. He has a roadmap for you. Some of us are in the ditch. Oh, get back. Get on the map. You tracking with me? You know what I'm saying? I've been in the ditch. I know what that feels like. But he reaches in the muddy mess. He pulls us out. He puts us on a new foundation. He puts us on the rock of Christ. Puts a new song in our spirit and says, now walk, live. I mean, that's the creation story. Genesis 2, you get to, okay, he's just pouring man out of the dust of the earth. He doesn't just create this piece of pottery. He does something unlike anything in creation. He gets face to face with him. And it says he breathes the breath of life into man. And man began to be a living being. Before Christ, we're just walking dead. Honestly. The moment we come to him, we yield ourselves, he'll breathe in us a new life, and it all becomes new. He forms our inner parts. He's covered me from the beginning in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. Someone needs that this morning. You're fearfully, wonderfully made. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. Yeah, you may have been unplanned to mom and dad, but you were planned from the beginning by God. He's got purpose for you. And he says, daughter, you're going to walk in it. Daughter, you're going to live your best life. It's his heart. Your God's dream come true. Wow. His living dream come true. Pastor Adam, wow. Y'all receive that. That's it. it's truth. Don't believe the lie. So let me ask you: if you're like me in the tenth grade, what in the world am I here for? What's the meaning of my life? Why am I here now? How do you find that out? You find it out by relationship with Jesus. The moment you say, yes, and I do to him, everything becomes new. Psalm 139. I'm sorry. (laughs) Different verse. (sighs) Sorry. Ephesians 1. Verse 11, do you have that? Ephesians one eleven. it says, it is in Christ we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he's working out in everything and everyone. God has great purpose for you. Purpose one, come to life. And it's through that you'll find out more. If you've never come to Jesus, if you've never come to God, he wants to breathe life into you. The breath of heaven come. And in that moment, your whole life will change. For those of us that do, got purpose and plans. Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans I have for you to give you hope and future. Notice that word is plural. It's not plan, but plans. He's got so many things in store for you. How do you discover you, this? How do you know this? That verse tells us, for I know the plans I have for you. you go to the one who made you. You don't know what you're here for. You don't know what life's about. You don't know your purpose. You go to him, God, you made me. Why? How do you hear from God? You lean in. You you get a relationship with him. Grow in your prayer life. Develop a prayer life. We speak. He listens. Then he speaks. We need to listen. Romans 12.1. Here's what I want you to do. This is Paul's letter to Roman church, the church in Rome. This is Jerry's word to my city church in Omaha. Here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life. Place it before God as an offering. We're going to make an offering right here. He's worthy of it. then what we're going to do is embrace what God has done for you. It's the best thing. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Get your life, your vision off problems and onto the problem solver. Start looking to the one who's greater. And you'll be changed from the inside out. Like the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. God wants to bring the best out of you. It all starts with an offering to Him. And it was years ago, Pastor Eli and Pastor Kelly's testimony there was surrender, transformation happened, the breath of life came plans and purposes of God are being lived out and today on the mile marker of the history of their lives they're commissioned, that word commissioned co-missioned, we have a mission to God God's on a mission part of his mission was sending his son the mission continues when Jesus left he says I give you a mission go that word mission actually means sending We're sent ones. We're called to go. And they're called to go. Go lead. Lead a people. Lead a movement for the purposes of God. We're going to commission you. I'm going to have y'all come up here. I'm going to let that just sit there for a moment. Would y'all honor them? Thank you, God. picked, chosen, not only called, but chosen by God for such a time as this. He's put a shepherd's staff in your hand, a rod in the other. He says, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. So excited. What an honor. So in just a moment, you're going to see the supernatural move of God, because in the natural, we lack. When God gives us a big assignment, we're like, oh my, this is too big for me. It is. But it's not too big for him and he never sets us up to fail. He sets us up to do it. So everything that they need to get this job done to lead my city church, it's coming, it's going to be imparted. It's going to it's going to rest on their shoulders. They're asking God give wisdom. He gives wisdom. He's going to give knowledge. He's going to give understanding. You're going to see such maturity in them in the days and weeks and months ahead. Wow. This is my father. This is my mother. You're going to just see their hearts develop. If I could have Caleb and Eli. I'm sorry. Caleb and uh, Eric. Come up here. Got distracted by Eli. <clears throat> so we're uh, Caleb, Eli. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's just so big. He's in the way. No, I'm just kidding. there's Eric, I see you. (laughs) We're my city's board, seeking the face of God. And it's in this, we were unanimous, without doubt. They were made for this, without doubt. Uh, If I could have the pastors come on up, Jamie. Jamie. In a moment, we're going to pray for them. i are going to have the board anoint them with oil. And a mantle from heaven is going to rest on their shoulders. You can read about mantles of leadership in the Old Testament. There is this impartation from heaven coming to you both to get the job done. It doesn't come from us. It comes from him. Eric, I'm going to have you pray first.
2: Thank you, Lord. We're drawing a line in a sand today here at HQ on this property, our home. We're moving forward, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, the scripture that I got for you this morning when I was praying was be on guard, which I know you are. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong in everything that you do. Do in love. And that's you too. too, 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 too. And so I just want to pray and anoint you. Father, your word says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is our refuge, our fortress, our God. In this moment, Lord, I thank you that Eli, Pastor Eli, is under your protection. He's under your presence. He's close. The Lord says, stay, be still, stay close, stay calm. Understand who's surrounding you. Be still, stay close, stay calm. Know who's standing and surrounding around you, too. Father, I thank you for a protection over their family. Father God, over their marriage. That they are pillars. I see you two as pillars in the faith from from the start. The Lord has been fashioning and forming you, even under life's pressure. That as pressure comes in, that I see the Lord with His creative power just forming And making you stronger, your marriage stronger, your, your family stronger, so that out of the abundance of your family flows your ministry freely. So thank you, Lord, for thriving in ministry through an abundant family life. I thank you for that.
1: In, uh, in thinking about the, the qualifications for pastors, the one that really stood out to me the last couple of days is if he can't manage his own household well, how could he manage the Church of God well? And uh, if, if you've had any insight into their life or even a little bit of time, you know that they can manage their, their life well, their household well. And so you can trust that they're gonna manage all of us really, really well. Um, and so just trust that what you've done, what you've practiced, Just like, you you know, you you referenced the life of David. He was on the backside of a mountain for a really long time, and he was faithful with what God gave him. You've been faithful with what God's given you, and you're going to be faithful now. God, I thank you, Lord, so much for the impact of Pastor Eli, Pastor Kelly, Lord. God, I thank you, Lord, for the story that you've written on them. God, what you've brought them through. We know that every single event, every single encounter, every single moment in prayer, God, all of that, has somehow woven into this moment, into their next mission, God, into their next calling, into their next anointing. And so Lord, we know that the areas of their life and ministry that they may feel inequipped for, God, you're gonna come in and fill those gaps for you are a supernatural God. Man looks on the outward appearance, you look on the things of the heart. The spirit is, uh, Jesus said that the, the wind blows and you don't know where it comes from, where it goes. The same is said of the spirit. And so the things that are confusing and and in the natural that they don't know how to manage or or they don't know what to do, you're going to make clear to them by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I pray, Lord, that as shepherds, that when the chief shepherd appears, that they would understand that they are going to receive the unfading crown of glory, as your word says. Go before them, Lord, and make their way perfect. In Jesus' name.
0: God, we thank you that there you're called and chosen. and chosen and you've given him your yes everything they lack may it come to them now The support of my city church we commission you Pastor Kelly Pastor Eli lead us we send you we declare you're the sent ones of God For the ministry of Jesus to love this world to bring hope to bring healing restoration transformation you're beyond salt and light you are his son and daughter never forget that and in the days of doubt may his word be written on your heart that you would draw from His promise is unshakable. His promise never fades. His word is true. You're his. He is with you in this. He's Emmanuel. Let's just take a second and celebrate that. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for listening today. And we wanna give a special thank you to those that give so generously to
0: My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.